0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, And with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What do you think about the Christ, whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, How then does David in the spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day on did anyone dare question him anymore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be be to God. God. Thus Christ Jesus speaks to you. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Yet when we hear these words, the reality sinks in deep. That you and I have failed to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. We have failed to love our neighbor as ourselves. We have failed to love. Thus you and I stand under the condemnation of God's law. For whoever shall keep the whole law, yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. We stand guilty and condemned. The condemnation and wrath of God is our inheritance we have received from our parents and which we pass on to our children. As through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Our lack of love toward God and neighbor is shared by all people born according to the course of nature. None Is guiltless. None of us is without fault. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. The Pharisees did not ask their question out of love for the Sadducees, nor out of love for Jesus, nor out of love for God. The question was asked so that they could prove themselves. Righteous before God and man. Truly, the question was asked out of love for themselves. The exchange in today's gospel occurred during Holy Week. It follows several other exchanges in the chapter and preceding chapter between Jesus and those who opposed him. He had overturned the temple tables. They weren't happy about that. He had used parables to call out their rejection of God. They were not happy about that. He had revealed the hypocrisy of the Pharisees regarding the paying of taxes. He had just silenced the Sadducees regarding the resurrection. Through it all, they had been trying to expose Jesus as a fraud, as a charlatan. Now they take another shot at Jesus. Jesus is asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? They were testing him. They wanted to trap him. If he picked one of the commandments over the others, they would swoop down upon him and accuse him of being a lawbreaker. Yet Jesus' answer to the question regarding the greatest commandment should not have been a surprise to his opponents. His answer came right from the word of God. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and to keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes, which I command you today for your good. And again, you shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Love of neighbor can only come Through love of God. Love of God will lead us to love our neighbor. They are an intertwined love. You cannot have one without the other. This is not the physical, sensual love in which our society is so enraptured with. This love of which Christ speaks is a love for life and salvation which is found only in the love of God for sinners like you and your neighbor. To desire the condemnation and destruction of your neighbor is nothing less than denying the love of God toward you and will lead to your own destruction. Yet in our sin, we do not love God or our neighbor, as we should. In our sinfulness, we desire less for our neighbor than we do for ourselves. Is there someone who has grievously sinned against you? Is there someone who has deeply hurt someone close to you? Is there someone with whom you are angry? What is it you desire for them? Listen first to what God desires for you. For it also applies to them. God loves you and your neighbor and sent his son to die for you and for them. Christ loves you and your neighbor. And so he offered up his life for you and for them. This is true. To love someone does not mean that we should be best buddies and spend all our time with them. To love someone means to desire that they share in the gifts you have received from your God, the God who has loved you. Forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. God does not desire the death of the sinner, but that they should repent and live. To love your neighbor is to pray for them as you pray for yourself. Do you pray that you will repent of your sins? Do you pray that you will cling to Christ alone for his forgiveness and righteousness? Do you not pray that God would lead you out of sin and temptation, out of anger, Do you not pray that God will deliver you from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven? Do you not kneel at this altar to receive Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sins? If this is what you pray for yourselves, how much more should you pray for your neighbor for these same gifts? And also pray for those who are opposed to you. We pray for them. Even as you and I revel, and I like, we revel in the love of God for us. This is the love we desire for our neighbors. Look around you today, the people sitting with you in the congregation. That love which you revel in, you want for them as well. You want that same love for all those throughout the entire world. Even to the remotest places of this earth. In contrast to our lack of love for God and neighbor, Christ loved both his father and his neighbor. Love is most definitely the work of God. And the epitome of that love is going to happen in a few days from when this exchange took place. This is how we know what love is, that Christ laid down his life for us. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us much more than having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from His wrath through Him. And if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. The love of God is seen in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ loved those whom you and I do not love as we should, our enemies and those who would persecute us. And most especially Christ loved you and me, even though we do not love God or our neighbor as we should. When we are faithless, God remains faithful. He is faithful to his promise. That faithfulness by whom you were called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. In a few moments, you're going to sing a hymn. And here's a couple stanzas. In God, my faithful God, I trust when dark my road. And I'm going to say that darkness is the world around us, but our own darkness of anger and distrust and lack of love. I trust when dark my road. Great woes may overtake me, yet he will not forsake me. My troubles he can alter, his hand lets nothing falter. O Jesus Christ, my Lord, so meek in deed and word, you suffered death to save us because your love would have us be heirs of heavenly gladness when ends this life of sadness. There is only one love which saves. It is the love of God for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. His love for you was revealed in the cross of His Son, Jesus Christ. His love for you is revealed in His holy body and blood, which was poured out for the forgiveness of all your sins. His love embraces you in the waters of your baptism, where God made you His own dear child. In Jesus Christ, you who are once far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. His love replenishes you in body and soul in the meal of His very body and blood of the Lord's Supper. You have a faithful God. A God who loves you and gave His life for you. Your God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit gives you the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Amen.